This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. Maybe you get in an accident chasing down a homicidal liquid metal machine from the future, or a time-traveling car sends you skidding into a truck full of manure. Perhaps a homicidal child cracks your skull open with a paint can this holiday season. Mo understands that every case is unique. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. Welcome to Masters of the Cinematic Universe. And tonight, uh, I'm Joe, as I always am, but I am here with Doug and Eric, as always. So I guess saying tonight didn't really make a difference. <laughs> yeah, no, this is one podcast in our network that's consistent. Yeah. Every episode that's has the true. same three fucking people on it. Yeah, because we refuse to do this, all three of us. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. That's correct. And tonight's episode will be also fueled by cream eggs and cream pies when you need your cream are we gonna watch you like engage in a diabetic coma possibly yeah i got the diabetes holy shit man i'm, I'm jealous hey that look just, if i get purple that feet, reminds me you see this here Ooh. what is that a neo bar what is neo a neo bar it's a camera a, um caramel peanut uh vegan no sugar chocolate bar Oh shit! I'm gonna stick with my cream eggs and cream pies. No, just believe it or not, I'm very picky with my chocolate. And you know, if I this really need to, delicious. I can wash it down with Dr Pepper cream soda. 110 calories. That thing right. is. And I'm in. Got a case else, of them. Case of them for 20 bucks. All else fails, I have a fucking chocolate cake. <laughs> you eat so your feelings over there. What's going on, buddy? I know, right? A little bit. I mean. Oh man, that's okay. We only, all do it. Only way to live. We all do it. Yeah. Um, what's new with you, man? Oh, man. You know what? Uh, been in a, a bit of a soccer mood lately for some reason. And, um, Ew. I know it's weird. I finished <laughs> hey, uh, Welcome to Rex. And I almost got pissed off at Doug because Doug told me they got promoted. And, like, at the end of the fucking season, they did not. <laughs> <laughs> they did so. Well, they did this year, but this show took place in 2022. Uh, I know okay. that. Well, okay. well, so I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, Doug. First of all, I'm like, you spoiled it. Then second of all, I'm like, no, you fucking lied to me. You so motherfucker. I didn't spoil it. No, no. I, didn't spoil it. I well, had no idea. I thought it was this current season. No, nah, well, they, this, they put this out this year for the 2022 season. Oh, okay. Well, it's a year behind. Yeah. But they, I didn't know that. I don't know. I don't even know when promoted. the soccer season fucking goes, to be fair. Like, well, it goes from like October to, or September, I think, or till July. I uh, know. To yeah, June or July. So it's like basically the entire fucking year. Almost, yeah. Then there's a short break, and then they start again. Yeah. Well, um, I I do want to root for them, but since they're like in a lower league, like I also feel like I should root for like a Premier League team also. Okay, and who are you picking? And you know, I was thinking today because I because I got a uh, email from Peacock saying like you can watch your your favorite teams on Peacock, except when they're on USA. <laughs> which is ironic yeah. <laughs> yes i know i know but uh i decided i could have been an asshole and picked some 
random fucking team out of nowhere. But you know what? I want to be like able to root with you, Doug. So I'm going to okay. be a fucking bright, Brighton Hove. Brighton Hove and Albion. Yeah, Seagull. You're going to be a seagull. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be a seagull with you. Look at you. Because I want us to cheer together and enjoy the the wins together and fight the defeats together. You watch these games on on Peacock? Yeah. All all season I've been watching them. Eric, you want to be a a seagull with us? Sign me up then. I'll be a fucking seagull. Listen, fine. All right. I'm in. I I Masters of the Seagull Universe. The Seagull (laughs) Universe. Hey, fuck it, dude. I'm really busy watching my basketball team lose the playoffs and... uh, Oh, the good okay. news is the Seagulls play at like 8.30 in the morning. That's cool. I could do that. <laughs> Not all the time. Most of the time it starts at 11. Oh, well, tomorrow I think they, they play are playing something. the worst team. They are playing the worst team in the Premier League tomorrow morning. Do they have cool merch? Yeah, you have Seagulls. Yeah, we got to get our kit. <laughs> all right. I don't want a kit, man. I want no, like no. A, like a jersey is a kit. That's what they call no, it. No, I, I know. I, I watched Ted Lasso. I know what a kit is. Uh, I watched that today, too. <laughs> I watched the first episode of that today. Uh, it makes me feel so up, good. Yeah. yeah. No, I need a flat brim hat. Do they sell those in England? Oh, I yeah. believe that they do. They right. sell white pride shirts, so why not? <laughs> <laughs> can you get a white pride flat brim hat? You can get a, yes, you can. It's, Eric, you know, I'm going to send you a white pride flat brim hat. Hey, we live in the South. It's, I'm sure they're around. Is, is that for the Seagull team that has that? Or is that a I different believe, team? Yes. Oh, no, no, no. That's, the, that's Brighton. That's Brighton that has that. That They decided to call their... <laughs> They're L- L- LGBTQ shirts, uh, white pride, because the shirt's white. <laughs> well, like I said this before, that's like when Skittles decided to like make the white bag with the white Skittles. Yeah. And then the, the slogan on the bag said, only one rainbow matters. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was like, oh, that's awesome. I was like, could you just made them all red or something? Like, you should have made them yeah. all white. <laughs> like, right. That's where you right? fucked oh. up. Oh, my yeah, God. They he did. He made me choke on my drink. That's funny. Uh, Doug, what's new with you, man? What's new? It's been a quiet week, but uh, yeah, you know what? I don't know. It's been a quiet week. I haven't seen my granddaughter in a couple of weeks, and now it's it might be a few more just because of schedules, you know, that sometimes gets in the way. Um, yeah. So I've just been watching TV, watching movies. I watched um, the movie Air today. Oh, is it about Michael man? Jordan and oh, Nike? Did you like it? Really good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really good too. movie, except it does it gets me angry in that it has me rooting for a corporate giant that takes advantage of the <laughs> world and uses slave labor to make their shoes. And I was rooting for them the whole fucking movie, and that pissed me off. It's, uh, but, it's sneaky that way. You yeah, know? but but the story itself was cool, and I can't I can't get enough of Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. I, I you know. And the rest of the cast was amazing as well. Speaking um, of corporate movies, I want to watch Blackberry. Yeah, oh, I want yeah. I want to see that too. Absolutely, because Glenn I Howard is in the majority of the movie. Yeah, as a as a comb bank, over, like a bank guy. over guy, banker guy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I want to see that definitely. There's an, there's another movie on Apple. I think it's Apple called Tetris with Taron Egerton oh, yeah, about that looks the good. maker of Tetris. Yeah, that one looks good. Also, it's supposed to have some like spy intrigue shipment and stuff too, like and stuff that kind of really happened, sorta. So I want I want to watch that too. But you know, as a as a movie, removing everything else from it, Air is definitely worth the watch. It's got great performances. It's cool that they do the whole movie and you really don't ever see Michael Jordan. I was just gonna say I really like the way they did that. Yeah, you know, yeah. like he's he's a peripheral character in his own movie. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 
but otherwise, like I said, it's been quite weak. You know, work's been busy and family's all good and yeah. Nice. Eric? I've been uh been kind of slow, man. <laughs> now uh so much art, so many commissions, working on a comic book project for a client, doing some covers. Tom Van hit me up with a very, very last minute request for some art, which is happy and excited to do. Um uh, those guys, like I've said a million times, love those guys. So got to do the uh, beer can art Hell for yeah. their n- next beer release at Hourglass Brewing. Um, came out really cool. And as soon as I can share it, I'll share it. Um, I've been recording a lot of music, a lot of demos, because I really, really want to try to get this EP finished this year. It's sounding good so far. Mm-hmm. Oh, Thank great. you, man. I'm, I'm still learning, and recording is not my... Um, it's just not something that comes easy to me. I have to sort of relearn everything when, when I, you know. I need to figure it out, too. I can't even get my stupid uh, Cubase to play sound through my computer for some reason. I can't figure <laughs> out the sound cards. <laughs> There's so much, like, fucking YouTube video watching that goes on, you know, throughout this yeah. whole process. So recording is is not, it doesn't come easy to me. But once I get into the groove, I can knock some stuff out. And I've got some demos done. Um, and I'm thinking, like, seven or eight songs, hopefully, um, you know, sometime this year. So that'll be nice. fun. All punk rock stuff, you know, pop. Punk Very stuff. cool. Very yeah. Cool. I want to get back into recording too. That'd be fun. <clears throat> I was showing Doug my, the guitar I was using a track today is this one. And it's my, this is my, my guitar from middle school, the body at least. Um, so it's like a, it's made by hammer, but it looks like a strat. That's my middle school guitar. <laughs> yeah. It's not a strat. It looks like a strat. Uh, it's got an Epiphone neck on it, so it, it's kind of weird looking. Maybe think cool about looking. it as the invader in the in the bridge position. Got the uh, Chinese knockoff invader. Yeah, I had an invader in my Jag thing before I switched it out to a JB, but that's what it had most of its life was an invader. Mm-hmm. They sound cool, man. That, that's what it had in it when I started a day to remember. That was the guitar I used. <laughs> oh shit! A little piece of uh, punk rock history that, that there. That guitar, <laughs> except for it was at that point in time covered completely in tennis ball fabric. Oh, <laughs> uh, what? Okay. I, I I respect that. And then man. on the back of it, it still has the lines. Uh, if you look right there, I don't know right, if so it'll the, show up or not, but there's two like stripes that look on there. They're like uh-huh. the tennis ball stripes. It had okay. it had caulking there, and then stencil spray painted in the middle between that said pen. Okay. So for you listening, we're, we're taking a look at Joe's uh, beautiful yeah. guitar. I mean, that thing, the, the Jagstang is awesome. Mine is very ugly. Um, <laughs> although some of the stickers are original, most of them, like like this one, is from you know the late '90s and stuff. But I replace them as they as they've worn off over the years and stuff. Nice. And then of course the tremolo block, the very important. Yep. <laughs> just fucking little pieces of balsa wood. I want to make uh, a, a sticker caster where it's just a complete guitar covered in stickers. I like. I like you know i've never been able to let go of that aesthetic so i have a lot of guitars but like one or two of them have stickers on them and they look like that like you know really disgusting the other ones are clean but so yeah that's it with me just a lot of projects um and this movie this movie we're going to talk about today i watched (laughs) it twice joe yes times so whenever i eat um taco bell or Chinese food, I end up having a screamer, which is what I call the hunk of shit that comes out of me. And <laughs> while Apt. we're at it, <laughs> Apt. yes. 
Someone else, took, great analogy. someone else took a screamer on set at some point <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I don't know why. Like this has been like in my brain. This movie's always stuck with me as like one of those movies that frightened the shit out of me when I was a kid, even though I don't know why. Um, okay, it's from uh, 1995, directed by Christian Duguay. Duguay. Um, well, maybe you do on camera. <laughs> okay. Yep. All right, I if do. you say so. Do it wherever you want to. Um, but it's based on a Philip K. Dick novel, which I did not know originally. Um, yeah. So that, that's that's pretty fucking cool. He's written everything. <laughs> He's yeah. written quite yeah. a bit. I was thinking there was something I was reading recently that he wrote, and I can't think of what it was. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But uh, Didn't he do Blade Runner? Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah. New I, Android's Dream of Electric Sheep is his story. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at my bookshelf and I can't spot the book I just recently read from him, but I don't. So he, he wrote the short story that spawned the better version of this movie, as well as having yes. written the book that inspired mm-hmm. this. Okay. All right. Wrote a scanner darkly too. Oh, uh-huh. okay. Yeah. Nice. And a ton of other, like the list is endless with him. Yeah. yeah. Very, very well uh, written writer. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie, uh, <laughs> it's not I, like you remember it huh i mean i still enjoyed it i'm not gonna lie but at the same time i'm, I'm not gonna like you know excuse some of the bullshit because of yeah. because i liked it um I, I i will say uh it does start place in the uh the future on a, on a different world so it is sci-fi but it's also horror so it's like sci-fi horror which is a genre of horror i actually enjoy um you know, Event Horizon would fall into that category also. Um, True. But but I like the sci-fi horror. Um, I almost feel like Cabin in the Woods is kind of sci-fi horror too. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, Def- I, absolutely. I would agree with it that, starts yeah. traditional and then it flips to sci-fi. Yes, exactly. Um, which I think is does it really well. The genre of horror I like. Mm-hmm. So so this movie being based on a novel is that the explanation for why I had to read a fucking novel when the movie started? <laughs> yeah, which is, I'm gonna let it play it, but just so you guys know, I didn't write a novel. I have two pages plus one paragraph of notes. <laughs> Holy crap! Um, and then a bunch of just exposition clips because this whole movie is fucking exposition. <laughs> That's literally all it is. Um, and I even cut out like three or four of the fucking monologues. But I was like, I was like, this will be a fast one. <laughs> Well, we can make up that time that we lost in clips and, and yep. you know, going through the scenes by just tearing it apart. Yeah, you know, pretty much. Limb so from limb. The movie starts out explaining that this takes place in the future and we get this uh, narrated voiceover. For the last 50 years, the new economic bloc, the NEB Corporation, has controlled mining operations throughout the known solar systems. 20 years ago on Sirius 6B, the NEB discovered the solution to the world's energy crisis, beryllium. But they soon learned that mining beryllium unleashed lethal doses of radiation and pollution. The Alliance, a federation of mine workers and scientists, demanded the immediate end of mining operations. The NEB's response was to declare all-out war. The conflict between the Alliance and the NEB has fueled a new Cold War on Earth, but so far, the fighting has been confined to Sirius 6B. Massive NEB nuclear bombing raids have decimated the civilian population and devastated this once beautiful planet. Thousands more have been killed by clouds of deadly beryllium radiation. Now, 
In the tenth year of the war, the survivors on Sirius 6B are faced with a new threat beyond imagination. And at this point, track one of the Buster, Re- uh, Buster Rhymes album comes on. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, man. You remember I'll... Extinction Level event? Yeah, of course. It had that whole like meltdown of like, it started out like happy and then like it ended up with this like fucking complete demonic like overtone. And it's like, la, 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 la. Ah, so fucking good. Extinction Level event to... shit. <laughs> what a fucking Bomb threat to the whole world. Flip mode. <laughs> man, I love say... Buster Rhymes. That shit for me had a very like I'm waiting for a Tomorrowland Disney World ride to start. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like here we go. Oh, uh, God, I do I get it. like seasonings of other movies during this. Like I get little bits. Of, like there's movie like I feel like some Westworld vibes at some point. Seasonings. Um, yeah. Oh, we're gonna get into it. There's more than seasonings, son. There's whole fucking dishes of other movies in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's you know you're not wrong. <laughs> Uh, so uh, basically that comes to play. Then we like get this kind of like overview of what looks like a desert outpost. Um, which the Dino Hatton. Kind of, yeah. I can see the resemblance no. here. Um, <laughs> and there's a, a uh, we see some um, people inside the outpost playing a game and they're gambling for cigarettes. <laughs> and one guy's pissed because he loses his smokes. Uh, this must be space prison. <laughs> like... Yeah. Uh, so they um they 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 all of a sudden see somebody out walking around in the, in the dunes and uh you know they they get you know nervous they aim a gun at him like they're like oh I'm gonna shoot that motherfucker and the woman's like no 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 that's mine. <laughs> um, she was a little bloodthirsty. Oh mm. yeah, I mean they 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 like I'm trying to figure out what this guy's doing and he seems to be coming towards them completely alone. And it's just weird because, you know, apparently in this world, nobody travels alone. If I guess if if you're part of this NEB, you know, thing, like these are, there are enemies. So basically what it boils down to is there's really two factions on this planet, the NEBs and the Alliance. And they're at war with each other because one of them wants to mine Berinium and the other one wants to not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can we, can I backtrack to the title screen? that said screamers yeah um (laughs) so in my brain the worst cgi i've ever seen in my life was a movie called the langoliers based on a a stephen king and at at the end of that movie they show the aforementioned langoliers and it looks like like a windows 95 screensaver yeah yes this title card screamers fucking trumped it It it's the worst thing i've ever seen i like to think and then like it just separates. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. It's so bad. I knew what I was in for when I saw the title card. Did did anything else come out in '95 that had some good CG in it? <laughs> Nothing. I don't think it was a CG problem. I think it was a budget problem. Must be because yeah. I could have swore some other movies came out in '95 that didn't have CG problems. Well, I mean, just to sum it all up, as far as the budget goes, if you watch the end credits, not the scene, just just watch the credits. So it's directed by Christian Duguay, and the camera operator was Christian Duguay. So, <laughs> and the key grip. Okay. Didn't even list himself as cinematographer, said camera operator. Holy shit. Christian Duguay. So, Best boy, uh, Christian yeah. Duguay. Yeah. Yep. Should exactly. Be more like Christian, do not do this. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But uh, 
I, I titled this next clip I'm about to play The Sound of Death. So here we go. <laughs> It's a good sign, right? So, basically, the soldier that stumbled upon this outpost, um, he starts walking down the sand dune, and we start seeing like little like ripples in the sand, and uh, all of a sudden, these little batteries not included, like chainsaw robots, come flying out of the ground. Good reference. Um, and they start like basically screaming, which I'm guessing is the sound of their pneumatic motor speeding up to turn the blades. Like, I don't know. It's like, I think part of it's that, but part of it was supposed to be to create terror in the people they're hunting. Possibly. Too. But they're definitely anything but silent, but deadly. Like, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't sneak up on anybody. No, no. Nope. You see him coming. Nope. I take umbrage with this whole sequence. Because this bitch was ready to cut this man down with a machine. She was insistent. She's yep. like, no, he's That's mine. mine. <laughs> yeah. As soon as he gets ate up by this thing, she's like, oh, my God. Every time like she shoots to the core. Get the yes. fuck out and of here. And the other guy who was going to shoot him, like, is throwing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Calm down. Yeah. But, um, no, the, the things come out. And uh, they first, like, it slices his leg off. Like, this is one of the most shitty fucking graphics ever. Um, And, like. You just see the camera go by. He's like, then all of a sudden you see his fake leg just fall over. <laughs> then he holds his arm up with a uh, with a tube inside of it, like which I'm assuming to say, "This is what I'm here for." And uh, that arm comes off. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Then he's just standing there, like one armed, one you know handed, and he's he's jumping around, hopping around, and then they all just attack him at once and just slice him to pieces, uh, which kills him. So we yeah, come to find out yeah. this planet's got a weird security system, which is these little robots that recording stopped. come out of the ground and recording in progress. They, they basically just uh, tear people apart. Yeah, I was I was really like I said I watched this twice. The first time I was sort of half watching it, 
the second time it had my full attention and I got really mad at you. <laughs> um, because like it was a real roller coaster for me, man. Like I, in my brain, I started listing <laughs> off movies that I would rather be watching than this that were very similar to this. And I was like, oh, Tremors. This is Tremors, but a shittier version of Tremors. And Tremors is yeah. pretty shitty. No, Tremors. Tremors uh, is just great schlock. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you might as well watch Holes with Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> don't, don't if you shit on that movie, we gotta have fucking beef. You and I. Yep, that's a great fucking movie. Uh, uh, so, um, you know what? Guess what's coming next? Oh, oh holes! All holes! How all many holes time. do you have? <laughs> I will have all four of my kids as guessos because they all grew up in that movie. Oh, dude, that would be that'd be really fun. That would be really cool. You no, know? so, so uh, they're inside and we we um, they're they're talking about what's what makes us so good if we're doing this to people. Like we have the whole fucking like uh, you know conflict of consciousness on this shit. Um, and we we meet the captain who comes in and he says, "Well, if that wasn't for the screamers, we all would have lost a long time ago and died a long time ago." Um. He starts questioning what this guy was doing out there by himself, so exposed to both enemies and screamers. Also, I wonder how he made it fucking here without getting killed by screamers on the way here. <laughs> like, I guess because it well, he's to. got the bracelet. No, the Neb guy didn't. Oh, the ne no, you're right. Yeah, how yeah. did the I'm Neb sorry, guy make it all the way the fuck there? You're absolutely right. How did he make it that it's far? It's just a plot convenience, you know. It's fine. Yes, definitely. No, you're not supposed to think about. Not that. supposed to worry about that. Okay. No. All right. Yeah. That you know what? I love this movie now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. don't, think too, don't think too deep into it um so the the captain he goes he says he's gonna go out and he's gonna fetch the cylinder well this is a soldier's like man what if it's a bomb <laughs> uh, yeah i know they're so nice yeah, too this whole thing doesn't make sense either because if the screamers are on their side and they have the bracelets why are they worried about going out and retrieving that that canister yeah right immediate, immediate well, confusion he's yeah, worried, like, well, well, the they're worried because the, ca the canister might be a bomb yeah, but well, I, they were they were more worried about the screamers. The screamers, man. Also, like maybe they just never leave. Maybe they haven't went out in a while. Okay. These fucking little phantasm balls hide in the sand. This man, they just said, "Good thing they're on our side." And when he yeah. sneaks out there, this man is is being real careful not to like step too hard. Look, and everyone who's start... ever skydived, you don't trust your parachute until that fucker opens. <laughs> Is that what this is? You jump out uh, of the plane and you're like, fuck, fuck, please don't, please don't, please don't, please don't, please don't. Thank God. It's like the fucking screamers in the tabs. You walk out like, yeah, this should work, but. Oh, okay. All right. Just saying. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> well, we're going to find out what's going on in a second in this movie, but, uh, you know, he gets out there, he picks up the cylinder and figures out that it's a, um, it's a message uh, for the alliance for the for the commander um and then we get to this next clip where we meet the commander uh joe played by peter weller and we get a little bit of exposition don giovanni don giovanni don giovanni what the hell do you want chuck well if you could manage to tear your eyeball away from that coin for a second i'd tell you Happens to be the portrait of a sphinx, Chuck. Belonged to Augustus Caesar, first great emperor of a civilized world, before it turned to shit. So riddle me this, Caesar. We haven't seen a Neb soldier in six months. So? So, why does one single solitary grunt stumble into our yard, get shredded by a screamer, 
trying to hand deliver this. Priority seven, that's you and me. And God, if he's still paying attention. I doubt it. What is it, a trick? I couldn't get the top off either. No, don't do that. Scared you, didn't I? Jesus. Little bomb. Trying to make some crescent rolls. <laughs> look, look like a dildo popping out. <laughs> yeah. From Marshal Richard Cooper, 5th Neb Army Forward Command to Joseph Hendrickson. Matters of extreme urgency demand immediate imperative peace negotiation. Request two officers, highest priority. Safe passage guaranteed. We await your arrival. Peace negotiation. Sounds like they're pretty desperate. Are they kidding? This could be what we've been waiting for. And what have we been waiting for, Chuck? The end, Joe. The end of the war. Maybe it's another bullshit tactic to get us to lay back. Donald, are you there? Yes, sir. Following the message transmitted to San Francisco with a request for reply. Standing by, sir. I've received first visual verbal contact from Nev Army in six months. They wish to open peace negotiations. Please advise. Got it? Right away, sir. Send it. Sir? Yeah. We picked up a message on the emergency bandwidth, a commercial transport. They're requesting permission to land. Commercial transport with five million miles off the shipping lanes. Where are they bound? They wouldn't say, sir. Well, what's their emergency? They wouldn't say, sir. Well, find out, McDonald. No clearance, no landing. Thank you. Joe? Yeah. What do you make of this? Looks like a map of the Ford Command Post. Look at the detail. Yeah. It's gotta be legit. They're laying themselves wide open. So why the Pony Express? Other well, commsats have been completely silent for two weeks. Our monitors indicate they don't even have internal radio. Yeah, but why just one guy? Why not a patrol? HQ has been keeping it classified, wrapped up tight. The NEB Corporation Board has approached us here requesting an armistice. Joe, Chuck, we could actually end this war. Reserves of Brinium have been found on Triton 4. After extensive testing, there's been absolutely no evidence of radiation or radioactivity. We are on the verge of signing a world peace agreement that would also renew contracts with the new economic bloc to mine the beryllium on Triton 4. You'll have to excuse me for overstating the obvious, Joe, but these negotiations are extremely delicate and we can't afford to do anything that could upset the apple cart. Do anything that could upset the apple cart. Sorry, sir. Yeah, fix it. Could upset the, upset the apple cart. Apple cart. Apple cart. The radiation yeah. dust storm yeah. is interfering with the downlink. 
see why it is imperative to make no contact with Neb Forward Command on Sirius 6B. I'm sure I don't have to worry about you doing anything that would jeopardize our chances now. Peace, can you believe it? The Nebs are businessmen. They're not going to ask for a ceasefire unless it's in their interest. Now they've discovered Branium on Triton 4, it's in their interest. Thank God for Green. I have faith in Green. He's a good man. If it wasn't for him, the Nebs and the Alliance would have started a shooting war on Earth long ago. Well, a shooting war on Earth might have done them some good. Hell, we could have ended this war up here a long time ago. Some of those assholes on the Earth rolled around in the mud and the ash a little bit. Which assholes? Nebs and us. Yeah, we were all Nebs once. Exactly. So, yeah, some of these clips are going to be long. It's just because there's <sighs> so much fucking exposition in this movie. God. But it's less we got to talk about, so. <laughs> we do we do have to talk about <laughs> RoboCop sitting at his desk, and I already have an issue. I, I understand it's budget, but when is this movie supposed to take place? Like 2070 or some shit? 2078, yeah. Yeah. My man's got a fucking just straight 1995, like, Dell keyboard. <laughs> yes. And he has the same novelty thermometer that my mom had <laughs> with those little floating balls in it. And a little you know, mini you disc know. player. Yeah, yeah, mini disc player. Like, oh, God, I hate this movie. <laughs> so uh, they, they get a message that, you know, the, the, they want to have. See, now, this is where I like, because they give them like a whole layout of the entire base and everything. This is like, after learning the twist of this movie, I want to come back to this later to discuss what I'm thinking right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because. I think this is a whole setup this whole fucking time. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, we'll we'll circle yeah. back. We'll circle back. Um, so they get that they they think, oh well, the war's done. It's gonna be fucking awesome. Uh, we can maybe get back to Earth. They're talking about like their ex girlfriends. Um, you know, we get the cool little like guy who's supposed to be there, but it's really just a hologram, and of course, it doesn't work, and it cuts out right at the important moments because you know. Uh, Oh, breaking news. We we just got alerted by Doug via text that he's got some uh, radiation dust storm in the fucking New England area. It's uh, fucking with his internet. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I thought he was just sitting incredibly still. <laughs> <laughs> you listeners can't see our Zoom session, but my, he's just frozen. I thought he was really engaged with his cell phone. Yeah, I was like, um, damn, he's been texting for a while now. <laughs> um. He's got to smoke one of those red cigarettes. Man. <laughs> yeah, he's the radiation Recording stopped. Uh, so uh, while we wait for Doug to come back, I'm going to go ahead and just play the next clip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hit that Actually, hit no, that. no. I'm not ready for just yet. Okay, well, we can continue to talk shit about this whole experience here. <laughs> this was so mind-numbing, the amount of exposition <laughs> in this scene. Like... And we've talked about this on this podcast a million times before. Yes. It's a really unique talent to be able to hide exposition and make it entertaining. But what 90% (laughs) of the time happens is just someone reads a thing and it's fucking boring. And it's three minutes of the Federation and this and that and blah, 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 blah. And oh my God. And Peter Weller, he's the main character in this movie. For those of you who remember RoboCop, he is the RoboCop. Yeah. Did he really do anything other than RoboCop in this? 
Do you know? No, um, but I will tell you the one thing. Maybe they did this on purpose. Maybe this is whole movie like was written for method acting because they want him to look irritated and fucking pissed off this entire movie and he mm-hmm. pulls it off he does not want to be no this is not acting at yeah, all yeah. this is this is probably the most engaging part of this movie is knowing that he hates being there <laughs> yeah, you can tell <laughs> and it. you can tell <laughs> and you can tell the other guy that uh, ron white playing chuck is really fucking just fucking with him the whole movie. he's always like <laughs> um uh, so <laughs> They're in the bar talking about the woman that left Peter on Earth, and she's probably with the new man. And, you know, uh, I used to think about her every day and then went down to, like, every couple of weeks. And, no, uh, I'll be lucky if once a year my uh, I get a heart attack or some shit like that. Um, and as that happens, you know, you hear a loud bang. The whole fucking bar starts shaking. Uh, and they go outside, and there's a fucking wreck. It's that airship that was trying to fucking clearance to land there actually crashed there. Um they couldn't have crashed anywhere else either. It's kind of weird. Uh, but the people on the on board of it seem to all be dead. And they uh, look like soldiers. They don't look like civilians. It's not a civilian transport. Uh, but there is one guy who's alive. Um, and uh, they also realize there's a nuclear reactor on this ship. Which, they're like, I haven't seen one of those in a while. <laughs> also, Brings me back. They're, they're surprisingly calm for people sitting next to a nuclear reactor that's got fire all around it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> that was just at a plane crash. Yeah, I was like, y'all might want to kind of step away from that. But uh, if, if you feel comfortable, then, you know, go ahead. Froggy, feel froggy jump. <laughs> um, the guy that they're trying to rescue, they're all like, get this man a tab, get this man a tab. And he's like, no, no, I got to run back. And this is where I get my Guardians of the Galaxy vibe where, Pete, where they're trying to escape the prison and he's running back for his fucking Walkman. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which, this came out first, so technically maybe that was stolen from this movie. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing was stolen from this movie. This movie stole so much shit from other movies that it's 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 unbelievable. We're going to find out that James Gunn's like favorite movie ever was Screamers. <laughs> <laughs> like so formative. He, he did this entire um thing just to fucking uh pay homage to this movie. I mean that would make me laugh because it's so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I know but it's not there's true. no way it's true. Um as as he runs back to get his Walkman, uh he gets chased by some screamers um who are also taking the bodies underground because apparently they eat humans. <laughs> But at last moment, as a screamer's flying towards him, uh, Commander Joe shoots it out of the air. And uh, then we see uh, Joe in, in back in his office taking the screamers apart and looking at their microchips and uh, comparing them to each other. And uh, this is where the next uh, long-ass fucking clip comes on, which hopefully Doug will be back by the time this finishes. Because uh, we, get, we, we got what we thought. I called the first clip we just listened to, What's Going On? And I call this clip, What's Really Going On? No! <laughs> you wanted to see me, Commander? Yeah, at ease. We're informal around here. That'll be all right, just thinking. How you doing? Good. I'm gonna have one mother a scar on my arm. You go outside without a tab on, you won't have much arm left on your arm. What's your name? Private Michael Jefferson, Gunnery Specialist Weapons Certificate on all six levels. First class. Level six, huh? You can shoot the dots off a dice at 100 yards. If you can 
load a bullet into it, I can shoot it. At gunnery school, everybody called me Ace. Everybody here calls me Sir. Your pardon, sir. What are they? It's a sword, Jefferson. Take a look. We call it a screamer. It was developed for us by Alliance on Earth to neutralize the war on the ground here. How do you know it's dead? They yanked this brain out. Oh, don't do that, boy. I don't take your finger off. I said it was dead. CPU is dead, but it still has mechanical surface reflex. That, that's good. Duh. Their heads chopped off, but they can still swing a sword. Pretty smart. I mean, it's just smart. <laughs> this one seems to have modified itself. Sir, where's everybody else? The other guys who were with me? How many men on board that craft? 38, including me. No, there's one, including you. Those guys. I didn't even know them, really. Just a bunch of jarheads. Couldn't even talk to them. Jefferson? Sir? What in the hell are you doing here? There was a nuclear reactor aboard that shuttle. Programmed for weapons manufacturing. I, I wasn't aware of that. The shuttle identified itself as a civilian transport. What? Where were you bound? Triton 4. Why in God's name would you go to Triton 4 with a nuclear reactor and a cargo full of weapons? To invade, attack, and extinguish the enemy. What enemy? The new economic blocks are the NEBs. You were going to attack the NEBs on Triton 4? Yes. But we're just a task force. There's 4,000 Alliance Army regulars on the way to Triton 4 right now. Radium has been discovered there. Where are that, Jefferson? Secretary Green informed us about the non-radioactive... Secretary Green? Yes, that's right. Secretary Green. Excuse me, sir. Secretary Green is gone. He's been gone for almost two years. We got a VR communicator from Secretary Green yesterday. Beg your pardon, sir. I don't know what you saw or what was sent to you, but Secretary Green was arrested and eliminated by the Alliance Command. Two years ago. Dismissed. Sir, I enlisted to fight on Triton 4 for Dismissed. the Alliance. Dismissed, So the NEBs have been running the- Get out of here! Get out of here! Bullshit is what we saw. You know as well as I do, they can send us anything they want. Hell, they can make a goddamn hologram out of a dog and pony show. That kid doesn't know policy. He's a grunt. Oh, I'll get your head off the lilacs, man. What do you expect me to believe here? That we're being dumped just like that? The 20 years of death and a stand against the horror up here has turned into a fucking galactic gold rush? Why do they keep sending us provisions? I mean, what do you think? 
They're waiting for us to grow old and die up here so they can carry on running the universe? Yes. Well, fuck you. I don't buy it. Oh, wake up, man! We are betrayed here, brother. We are beached. We are stuck. You heard that, kid. Green's been shit-canned and this whole goddamn place is a lie. I mean, they just can't cut us off up here. Because too many families on Earth would raise hell about it. And they sure as hell ain't gonna take us back there. So if we sound off about this, nobody's gonna fight the fucking war for them. So they're just gonna let us roll on and on and on up here. Until we're dead and we ain't ever getting off here, Chuck. And I'll tell you something else. Marshal Richard Cooper and his Neb Command knows it goddamn well, too, and that's why he sent us a goddamn map, and your single solitary Neb grunt came over here got his ass shot to stop this thing. But they know it's pointless now. Where are you going? I'm going to Neb Command. Alliance wants our goddamn shooting war. Well, we've had ours already. We'll make our own goddamn peace right here. Joe. <laughs> Neb said they wanted two men. Well, somebody's got to stay here, Chuck, in case any more of those assholes fall out of the sky. I'm going to take Johnny Gung-Ho with me. With the kid? Yeah, that kid. He wants to get his ass shot and let him. I'm not risking any more of our men. Now, this is your tab. From now on, it won't work for anybody but you. That makes me feel a whole lot better. Screamers only attack living things. They read your pulse rate. Taps broadcast your heartbeat one step out of phase, flatlining you. Ethereal works perfectly. Ethereum? Radioactivity corrodes the terminals. So what do we do then? Thank God you got a level six gunnery rating. <laughs> My God. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? I will say, though, this is probably the best scene of the movie because of the fact that it actually makes sense. No, we're 26 minutes in this movie. There's already eight plots. Yeah, but this none one, of them are good. This one's like the truth. This is like the moment where you realize like, oh, fucking life is a lie. Like, <laughs> like, and then like so Joe can relate. <laughs> yeah. And, he, and then he's like, he's like, man, fuck. He's like. I was drinking the Kool-Aid. I was believing this shit. And when I fucking really like sit back and think about it, now this dickhead kid came in here and told me this, they're just fucking doing this because they know we can't go home because we'll fucking tell on them. And they can't just let us go because there's people back there fucking at home that would get pissed off at them for it. So we're mm -hmm. just kind of going to sit here until we fucking die because it's it's basically like the, 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 the office base. Like when he gets to his job and he gets promoted and promoted for doing nothing. Like, mm-hmm. Well, they, they don't have a point anymore. If they had continued with that plot for the rest of the movie, it would be great. But yeah, they didn't. And they came up with another reason why all of this happened. And it was really fucking stupid and <laughs> contrived yeah. and derivative. So fuck Christian Duguay and everybody else. So yeah, like, so like, see, that felt real. Like that, like his acting in that scene just felt so fucking well, real because like, I can see that scenario happening. Like I can see like a military base that like, I, I guarantee there's some military base out there somewhere where there's a guy who thinks his job is like lost and the fucking, uh, putting the numbers in the computer. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, does, he doesn't know why he's doing it. Yeah. Just knows he has to do it. 
Yeah, yeah. So they're up here yeah. doing what they think they have to do this whole time, but like, they're, it's fucking Desmond's been there for fucking <laughs> ten years doing this shit. See, but I was I was gonna say that I like Peter Well as an actor, but I thought he phoned that whole fucking scene in. Yeah, I mean, I he, he was he overacted. The he overacted the fuck out of that, and he. But I like, meant story wise. Peter Well is, is not Shakespearean. But he's a serviceable actor. He's a yeah. good actor. Always Speaking Shakespeare. There's some Shakespeare in this stuff. movie. <laughs> but that's true. I, I just I thought he overacted the shit out of that. Like he he was he was phoning that whole thing in. Yeah, it's, like know. like his practice take, and he was like, "All right, can I get another?" And they're like, "Oh no no no, we don't have yeah. enough film for that." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our budget's exactly. going yeah. to CGI. <laughs> you see me holding this camera? Is <laughs> 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 your answer? But I, I meant more like story wise. Like story wise, this oh, no, is no, this, no, I get the what one you're part saying. of the story right. that makes the most sense. You're yeah. absolutely no in that in that aspect. You're 100 percent right. If they had just continued with that, yeah, whole we're pawns thing instead of. It's just all about the fucking screamers that set this whole thing up to kill us all. You know? Yeah. If oh. the screamers had played their part in like stopping them from completing the mission to actually like, but it, yeah, it's too many turns. Like, well, they didn't, yeah. We, I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but yeah, yeah. The screamers we, set this whole thing up from the start. So they, they wanted this to, all to happen. They wanted their opportunity. It was their only way, their only play with getting the humans out in the open to kill everyone. Kill every fucking human. Well, on not the, even on that. Like, as far as like I'm concerned, like at the end of this movie, the whole reason they did this is they want fucking Joe because Joe's the only one who can get them back to Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Joe's yeah. the only one who's got access to get them to Earth, and by any means, they're gonna get fucking Joe to get them back to Earth. Where have uh, Where have I seen that before? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's called this yeah. podcast, and just surprise me. <laughs> Oh, I, need, I need to bring to your attention the scene where he's comparing the microchips between the two. Yeah. yeah. He turns it over and the camera zooms in and on the on the one it says revised. And to to him, you know, because he's a real detective, he's like, looks like they changed it. <laughs> Motherfucker, like, yeah, it says revised. That's what revised means. Um, so uh you know, Joe's getting ready to go off with uh, Ace to go meet the nebs basically is like he's like look they fucking know this is a sham we know this is a sham let's just fucking go like live our rest of our life we gotta be stuck here we might as well be friends there's no reason to fucking fight when neither one of us are getting off this planet at this point like uh start our own utopian society here um, oh I gotta bring up cause um the guy who plays Ace and I can't remember his name he there was a there was an old TV show called Caroline in the City that had Leia Thompson in it Mm -hmm. He was on for quite a few years. He was he was a uh, regular in that uh, in that sitcom. Oh, like nice! Seventy five episodes or something like that. Because yeah, I knew I knew him from somewhere. And I had to look it up, and that was that was it. That was his big claim to fame. Okay. Yeah, but he's also gone on to direct some shit, some TV stuff, and writing TV stuff, and you know he's had a decent career. They they're like um, in this movie they're like, can you do Polly Shore and pretend you're high the whole time? <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> Know. Let's um, just go talk to the fucking nebs, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. I got some virtual reality porn for you. <laughs> so uh, Chuck is bidding farewell to Joe, and they're reminiscing about watching humpbacks and girls volleyball. <laughs> I don't remember the city Porta Vallarta or some shit or Punta Cana or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, they set out. And the planet now is not the desert anymore like it was in the first scene. Now it's snowy and covered in ice. Yes. Which I yes. thought was weird. Um, wind's blowing. 
Uh, Ace puts what at first I thought was going to be all I want to do is have some fun because that's what it sounds like. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's some other song I've never heard before. Oh, that would have been no. so much better. <laughs> all so I want to do is have some fun because that's what it sounds like when it starts playing. Like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I would have given this movie a full higher point rating. Also, if, when they trudged through the fucking tundra, <laughs> it was all I want to do is have some fun. <laughs> uh, and I got a feeling I'm not the only one. But like, the music is so weird because like it doesn't fit the rest of this movie. Like, no, because they couldn't, they didn't have the budget to get some real 90 songs. I but mean. even then, like, it's not necessary. It just like changes the vibe. The whole movie's like dark and brooding. Oh, no, and, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, like, I was like, it's that weird. Well, was, like, what's the, what's the director's name again? Christian uh, Duguay. Duguay's neighbor, he was in a band. He knew because they practiced in the garage all the time. <laughs> yeah. He was like, hey, man, I need some music, but the budget is tight, tight. And They're like, can you do happened. 90s alternative yeah. blues? Yeah. It, it happened to be Pauly Shore. Bing, bang, boom. It all, you know, it all connects. <laughs> we really wanted Pauly Shore for this role, but he was too busy making Biodome. <laughs> <laughs> so we can't have him trapped on another, you know, isolated uh, environment <laughs> that's polluted. Yeah, Paulie doesn't want to repeat himself. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> he's already been in the army and he's already been on a polluted uh, environment. So we can't do either yeah, one of those. We can't have him in the army in a polluted environment. Fuck no. Yeah. This um, man has nothing if not in artistic integrity. Oh, I will. Although yeah. I will tell you, like uh, Joe and Ace remind me of like P Paulie Shore when he's hanging out with Atherton and fucking Biodome. <laughs> like <laughs> the dynamic between the two of them. Um. <laughs> So, uh, so they basically, um, oh, I didn't mention this earlier, but they have these red cigarettes they have to smoke every time the fucking, uh, radiation acts up. Yeah. Um, so they die of radiation poisoning. Yeah. Uh, Joe does a radio check and tells, uh, Chuck that if he doesn't check in every four hours, uh, don't come after them because if they miss that fucking check in twice, it means that they're dead. Basically. Like he's like, he's like, just go ahead and take my office. And then Chuck's yeah. like, yeah, but I'm getting rid of the Mozart. <laughs> I got a question. He's explaining the red cigarette thing to, to Ace. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Because as the audience, we need to understand why the fuck they're doing this. But Ace lives on this planet. Yeah. And no, he's Newark. He just came in. He they came got in. him off the transport. Oh, so that transport came from directly from Earth. Yeah. It, came it wasn't from somewhere coming. else anyway. Well, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. And it wasn't even going there. It was going to Triton or some shit. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, See, that's why I need you guys. But like he's like he's like oh man uh, so we got to put this shit in our lungs to keep the other shit in our lungs from killing us. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You should do it a little more poly though. <laughs> uh, I can't. You got to do the poly. I'm not good at poly. <clears throat> I'll save it for later. I don't want to. I, I don't oversaturate. You don't want to over poly. Yeah. No, no. Um, <laughs> they uh, reach an abandoned beryllium factory and Joe exposi expositions some more. Uh, I didn't pull this because it sounds like it's too much exposition. <laughs> um, Ace doesn't know anything about the war that took place in this planet uh, but Joe's just fucking tired of it all he's like you can tell he's just like disgruntled he does not want to do this anymore um, his world's been shattered for fucking long enough uh, we see a screamer kind of go under the ground behind him uh, Joe's talking about how he's been there for 20 years he actually started there as, as one of the NEBs um, but you know, the, once the radiation and the scientists wanted to keep going, he's like, oh, no, I can't do this no more. So he became the commander of the Alliance. Um, 
And the whole war started over the fucking scientists saying they wouldn't mine and the corporate shills wanting them to mine. So this is basically like big corporation versus environmentalist is what this mm-hmm. movie is really is about. Yeah. Um, Joe tells uh, Joe expositions to Ace about the screamers and Ace shoots a screamer, which is eating a rat. And that's where the next clip comes into play here. So let's uh, give this a roll. Yes, sir, that rat, they don't eat them, do they? Well, not sure exactly. They're scavengers and they learn. They use everything. Rotting meat gives off methane gas, gas is fuel, hell, I don't know. Maybe eyeball jelly makes handy blade wax. Well, are they machines? What, or are they, like, alive? Because <laughs> the part I still don't understand I don't here, have the it... answers, Jefferson. You can ask me all the questions you want. Just, okay, where are they coming from? Underground. First design was sent to us from an alliance development team on Earth five years ago. It's all automated now. You've never been down there? No. No one's been down there since they pushed the first button and ran like hell. They make themselves now. How? No one knows. No one knows? You're sh- you mean they're down there breeding like rabbits and no one knows? Jefferson, what am I speaking? Swahili? That's exactly what I mean. yourself are you how do you survive food what kind of food different how do you keep away from the screamers screamers the blades in the ground the kill i hide can i come with you no you stay here jefferson give me a macro ration i'll give you something to eat and you stay here Three days will find you. Here. 
Here, you take this. You tear this, you eat it. I want to come with you now. You can't come with us now. We'll come back here in two days, all right? You take care of this guy. Okay? Yeah, so. <laughs> Ooh, the heartbreak kid. All right, so first of all, the plot goes so stupid that he gave up on the exposition in the exposition. He's yeah. like, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> fuck you. Shut the fuck up about the fucking screamers. They're underground, some shit. I don't know, methane gas. Maybe they like fucking wax their yeah. eyeballs or some shit. Yeah. Eyeball goo is good blade wax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then they fucking, oh my God, get down. And there's this weird little kid there, the fucking teddy bear in his hand. Can I come with you? Can I come with you? That's and that in and of itself is creepy as fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like you take that by itself and it's a great premise for some sci-fi horror shit going on. Yep. You know? But uh, because it even makes sense. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. a kid, because that whole conversation that Ace had with the kid, the kid gave nonsense answers. But yeah. because he's a little kid, it worked. What kind of food yep. do you eat? Different. 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 And the kid's eyes the whole time were just like, yeah, you know, so it's a great premise. That's like, it's that part of it's really cool. Now, I don't know how much of that comes from the Philip K. Dick novel or story because that one takes place on Earth, not on another planet, and they're called, uh, I don't even know what, they're not called Screamers, they're called something else. Screamers? Yeah. 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 I don't know. You know, yeah, beraters. They just they berate you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Yankee fans. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Forget about it. <laughs> but um yeah, so I, I I that idea is great and it made for some of the most suspenseful scenes in the movie coming up, but yeah, it just it, it's not even in the universe of enough to save this fucking train wreck. So <laughs> <laughs> so uh they they decide after like you know having a heart to feel bad for this kid and tell the kid that he can come with them, um, because you know it's a kid like you don't leave the kid behind his whole family. Not gonna sl- it's not gonna slow him down at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. not at all. Yeah. He's a teddy. That's a good. That's a good guy you have with you there. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. So they're gonna they're gonna camp now. They're in this building. They're making a fire. Hold on a second. That whole scene. <laughs> It, it was so breakneck for me. It was like, oh, look, RoboCop's really good with kids. He's like, no, no, no. We're going to leave you here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back in two days. Don't worry. Just don't die in those two days. Hang out. Yeah, yeah. Here's a me- here's a micro ration. Yeah, right. More, yeah. It's different. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they make a fire. Uh, Ace is like, dude, should you make a fire? And he's like, yeah, dumbass. We want him to know we're coming. Also, it keeps the rats away because the screamer's going to fucking eat the rats. Um, They asked the kid his name, and his name is David Edward Deering, which if you think about it, his name is dead. Yep. Because he's not alive. Wow. Um, Come said, on. He says his parents have died in the blast, and he's been alone for four years. Yeah. He So he's been alone since since he's like one. <laughs> I mean, he's he's like probably like nine. Yeah, all right, eight or nine. Yeah, so he yeah. survived he on his own. Didn't bother to do any from any fucking four or five. Yeah, no, no quick yeah. math was done on site. No, 
Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. How um, many holes do you have? Well, you know what? It could <laughs> Wait, be. He's counting. <laughs> I don't. I don't speak French Canadian or French, so I don't know if the counting system is different in France. Because we we'll, we'll later we'll we'll learn more about the bad counting system in France. So maybe that's why the math is bad on his kid's age. Also, here's the, the other the thing I, that always pisses me off. If you're in fucking space, you don't use the terminology years because you don't fucking have the exact same distance that the Earth does or the same rotation over the sun. Right. So how do you know what a fucking year is on fucking space? You don't. Oh, but you just fixed the problem because maybe a year here is like four weeks or something. Maybe. Right. I mean, yeah. Just, yeah. Because like... It's weird when you use a, a count, uh, a sort of, sort of like a terminology of counting based upon an exact fucking measurement of the Earth's rotation. <laughs> use a soul. You call it a soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the sun. Soul. Now, if the kids would say, I'm four serious 6B years, okay, but you're not four yeah. Earth years. Anyway, sorry. It's no, one of those I, things I'm, with, that, like, I'm with you. That it's always pisses me off thing. in everything. Yeah, they should have just made up a nonsense word. I'm four gleep glorps old. Anyway, yeah. Know, yeah. It's like baby Yoda's like yeah. 50 years old. Well, this happens in like everything. Like, um, and this is, I'll even give it to Star Trek on this one. Like, you know, when they go to other planets and they fucking use English terminologies or metaphors and stuff, like, how the fuck do you know this? Like, you shouldn't know this. You're from a different fucking planet. Well, it's the universal translator talk. Yeah, they have to Well, no, the language generation. is the same, yeah. but that doesn't mean they're going to fucking have the same, like, way well, of. Well, you don't know the. the, the the, the universal translator could actually translate the proverb into something that they would understand. I, it, it, but it in the weird. end, I totally agree with you. Yeah. It's definitely a plot convenience. There's no question about it. Always, yes. Um, so uh, Ace, Ace, uh, Ace uh, goes to sleep, and he has his uh, tab off, and um, Joe's playing with the teddy bear, which is really fucking creepy because he's like, yeah, I'm Mr. Teddy Bear. <laughs> like he's really into this teddy bear. Um, I guess they have to like do that on purpose to show that he liked the teddy bear because that teddy bear guy keeps, stays guy. with him. Like he keeps yeah. that teddy yes. bear for this whole fucking movie apparently. Yeah. Um, and it's a good guy. This guy, he's a good guy. Uh, this is last last grasp at humanity. Oh, I, I, was, I don't know why that's so funny to me though. Just the fact that he looked at the bear and he's like, "Oh, he's a good guy." <laughs> Like he could have said anything else. Oh, it's such a cute bear. Right? Yeah. I, I almost p- passed the scene where he picks up a rock that turns into a bug that scares the fuck out of him. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The kid laughs yeah. at him. Oh, he's like, "If you're gonna be a rock, be a rock." <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then uh, Ace is talking about how to fucking cook rats. He's like, "See what you got to do, man. First, you got to get the pan really fucking hot." <laughs> then you put the oil in it, and then you know you once you let that's going in. You must be confusing me with somebody who gives a shit. <laughs> that's where I stole yeah. that from. <laughs> oh, He's like Jefferson, shut the fuck up. You must be confusing me with somebody who gives a shit. <laughs> yeah, fucking my man was over here, fucking like you got uh, all the listing the different. Dude, he's like fucking telling the plot of Ratatouille if it went completely different. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh. He's putting the rat ratatouille. Um, so he takes his tab off and he's sleeping. And then all of a sudden we see a screamer come up. And of course, this, he wakes up just in time for the screamer to fly at his face. And then, uh, you know, Joe Joe kills it, of course. Um, Put your goddamn tab on. And he picks up his fucking glasses. And it's this weird fucking like VR, like Joe Satriani porn. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know wow. what the hell is. That is perfect. Wow. That is absolutely perfect. You're right. It's like, the visuals, everything is, yes, you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Um, he's great. like, turn this shit off. And he fucking stomps the glasses. <laughs> um, Joe then like uh, goes to that screamer and pulls its ship out. And realizes it's a uh, different, a different breed, a different uh, upgrade. And this one actually looks kind of like a weird ass animal. Um, and Is that uh, a two P's and two G's upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it almost looks like a kangaroo rat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Capybara. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think. Or a mini dinosaur, yeah. like a mini T Rex. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's weird. It, it's yeah, it is kind. Of, it's almost like a lizard, a two legged lizard. Kinda, yeah, sorta. But yeah. Yeah, with a tail. Um, yep. and later when we see what like this one, you don't see very much. But later when we see this thing walking around, it looks like a Nightmare Before Christmas Tim Burton fucking <laughs> stop <laughs> motion. It's it's very bad stop. It motion. looks like Terrible. a Tool music video. <laughs> but on that note you must be confusing me with somebody who gives a shit so we're gonna take a break hey you guys want to uh, grab a beer oh always sounds good to me all right i got a spot hourglass yeah. brewing in longwood florida i don't know now listen doug i know you're from out of town this is the place i go for all my local craft beer delicious 40 beers on tap and the best part is it's a haven for nerds like me like you yeah the 240 seat longwood tap room they stock that with nerd nostalgia video games board games cornhole boards they even have a dog friendly patio you can't beat that absolutely love it i mean i feel like i know this this uh, establishment just from eric's instagram and facebook because he's there a lot um, they support his art and the local artists in the area. And uh, I'm excited. The first time I get back down to Florida with these two guys, uh, we're heading over there. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. Yes, the art, the arcades, the pinball machines. There is uh, literally an homage painted on the wall to uh, Rick Moranis and Spaceballs. I mean, what more can you ask for in a brewery? Hourglass Brewing, Longwood, Florida. Uh, check it out. Go there. They are sponsors of the show. They support us. Go support them. 